he called you to be a son or a daughter. Thank God he revealed himself to you as a father. Some people don't know him as a father. They know him as God. But we know him as a father. I have a father. He calls me his own. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you this morning. Pour your blessings on your word. Sanctify your word. Let it come in a two-edged form. Piercing and dividing old doctrines for fresh doctrines. Old traditions for the traditions of Christ. Let it bring illumination and transformation to your people. Let somebody move from grade 1 to grade 10 today. Let somebody mature and build a bones for the battles ahead. Let hope be restored. Let hopes be restored. Let marriages be restored. Let families be restored. As fathers are re-anointed for exploits. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Once again, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. I like it when you clap. It shows that you are alive. I like it when you clap in church. It shows that you are happy to be in church. Amen. Today I'm preaching on what I've titled The Four Marks of a Father. The Four Marks of a Father. If there is a generation that needs fathers, it is this generation. If there is a generation that fathers must rise up and take their right position, it is this generation. If there is a man, then there must be a father. If there is a woman, then there must be a father. If there is a son, then there must be a father. A fatherless generation is a hopeless generation. A fatherless generation is a vulnerable generation. A father's generation is a generation that may not live into their full capacity according to the will of God. Can I hear a big amen? And God has been revealed to us as our Heavenly Father. He's a Father to you and I. He's a Father to everyone that comes to know Jesus as His Lord and personal Savior. Let's go to the book of Psalm 23, one of the popular scriptures everybody knows. And we are going to read from verse 1. Just to make a statement and we continue. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I like that one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Now, how many people's shepherd is the Lord? If you are here and God is your shepherd. Have you seen God before? Have you seen God before? But you said God is your shepherd. Now, God is our shepherd, and so he gave us under shepherds. Say under shepherds. He gave us, he gave us other shepherds, or under shepherds, who are pastors and men of God, who are men that God has set over our lives, who are biological fathers, who are uncles, and who are people who become father figures in our lives, to guide us so that we will not be in want in life. That is the meaning of that scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. So he gave me shepherds to 
alive so that I will not be in want. So if we are talking about Father's Day, it is not just buying gifts for fathers. It's not just sending text messages to fathers. It is not just to say, I have a father, father, I love you. Oh, pastor, I love you. Oh, daddy, I love you. It, is, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond us wishing our fathers, fathers' birthday and recognizing them as father figures in our lives. I mean, church, there are many of us who don't recognize father figures in our lives. Oh, when we are, when Father's Day, we get a lot of text messages. That is good. That is very good. At least we are announcing your presence. But after Father's Day, what happens? It is the real soul. It is like marriage. After the vows, that is when the real soul begins. So if a generation fails to recognize the existence, the purpose, and the true impact of fathers in their lives, there is no need to celebrate Father's Day. Are you with me? Are you in church? I like the way the place is fine. That means you are ready to be taught. Give the Lord a mighty clap of them. You cannot wish your father happy Father's Day, and after Father's Day, you go disobey him. Some of us just don't respect authorities over our lives. Then you don't need to celebrate Mother's Day or Father's Day. You don't need to even do pastor celebration if after you will not submit yourself to the authority of your father. You don't need to celebrate. And as a nation and as a church worldwide, if we are celebrating Father's Day, if only fathers will take their right positions, generations yet unborn will never suffer. Now, the reason why we are struggling with Islam is because Abraham could not step, stand on his feet and tell Sarah, God has promised us a child from you. So forget about Hagar. Are you church? So if fathers will begin to stand by the word of God and live as God expects them, the world will be a better place to be in. If God is a shepherd or is our shepherd and gave us pastors and shepherds and God is our heavenly father, then he will give us earthly fathers who will function as though God was with us. David had a father called Ahitophel. Say Ahitophel. Say Ahitophel. The father of King David was Ahitophel. When he gave him counsels, the Bible said the counsels of Ahitophel were like the oracles of God. It was as though God was talking to you. So God is going to speak to you in diverse forms, in at different junctions of your life, through your father. When someone was supposed to enter into ministry, it took the voice of Eli to tell him that that is God speaking to you. Next time when you hear the voice, tell the voice, here am I. So it takes an early to make a someone. I mean, church, it takes an Abraham to make an Isaac. It takes a father to make a son. A father is that man God puts into your life to look into your face and rebuke you, to look into your 
wrong. To look into your face and tell you, you are doing something, but you are doubting whether it will work or not. It will work. I believe in you. I believe in the ability God has put in you. Keep on doing what you are doing. It will work. The Father is the one that can tell you, hey, you have not dressed well. Go and dress well. That is the Father. The, the Father is the man that will look into your face and tell you things your peers cannot tell you. And if we celebrate Father's Day, and after Father's Day, we don't want to submit ourselves to our fathers when we are failing. Four types of fathers that I enter into my main cell, I have not started. Give the Lord a mighty clap. This is just an introduction. Four types of fathers. Number one, biological fathers. When we went to senior high school, somebody said biological. Biological. Biological fathers. Biological fathers are men who did that physically to you. They die and they go. Hello? Every earthly father will die and go. In fact, all the four types of fathers will die and go. But what they will leave for you is what they are going to learn. So, biological father is the one who gives birth to you. We have foster fathers. So, biological fathers go, foster fathers. Foster fathers are people who didn't give birth to you, but you are somehow staying with them, or they take care of you, or they pay your fees, or they house you, or somebody. You, maybe he, that person could be a biological uncle, but now has taken the form of a father. That person is also a foster. And when you go and adopt a child, you become also a legal foster father. The second group of fathers is our career fathers. Career fathers. So if you're a politician, you have a political father. Maybe your political father is Nanado or Atamos or Zomahama or Nkrumah and all that. Most old men, their political father is Nkrumah or Buzia. So we have career fathers. If you're a doctor, you should have a doctor, a senior doctor, who you look up to, who teaches you the, the mannerism and the roots in the system. If you are an engineer, you must have somebody who is ahead of you in the profession. So that in critical matters and critical conditions, you can go to them. We have life coaches. Life coaches are those we call mentors. Mentors. Yeah, no, this person is my mentor. This person is my mentor. This person is my mentor. And all that. Amen. So, the fourth one are spiritual fathers. The pastor. Somebody who feeds you with the word of God. Somebody who prays for you. Somebody who calls to check on you and check about your well-being spiritually and feeds you with the word. But today I'm not going to talk about spiritual fathers. Amen. I'm going to emphasize on fathers. Let's say biological fathers. Fathers. People who who have the opportunity to transform generations. People who have the opportunity to change lives. People in our lives that we don't see the will of God about them in our lives. I'm going to talk about fatherhood, like being a father, having a family, taking care of people, what it means to be a father. Are you ready? Number one, those who are late, I'm talking about the marks, the four marks of fatherhood. Number one, the first mark of a father is that that man is a loving man. 
loving father will never forsake the home. A loving father will have the home at heart. A loving father will have the children at heart and they will know the details of the lives of their daughters. It's so sad that daughters have become smarter than their fathers. So a father will be having a daughter in the house and the daughter will be having a husband in their life and the father will not know. And so irresponsible because of you know, the oil flows from the top. An irresponsible father will produce irresponsible in-laws. So you will see an in-laws, a son in-laws that you never wish you had. Because you didn't guide your children well. Oh, Pastor, we are in the 21st century. 21st century, but the word of God is still ruling. Allah, okay. oh, Pastor, Allah, Allah. Build your home like that and you will regret forever. Build your home like that and you will regret forever. Oh, 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 that is how now, that is how it's going. That is how. Build it like that. When you are old and you want peace and you see your children, you will regret it. When fathers love and have compassion on their children, move in the right direction. Go to the prisons and ask them, where is your father? Where is your father? Where is your father and your mother? No authority. Where there are no authorities, things go in wayward. No authority. So you ask them, where is your father? Oh, I never know my father. No, I never meet them. No, I never meet them. Never. Father, I'm for the pastor. My mother said, oh, you just pregnant and he ran away. To all men here, if you don't love your children, you are sowing a bad seed. If you don't care for them, we are sowing a bad seed. And don't forget, God is not more. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he will. Galatians 6, 7. Whatever we sow, we shall reap. If we sow irresponsibility, we are going to raise children who are irresponsible. We are going to raise homosexuals and robbers, thieves. Because of irresponsibility. You don't care. They are not adults. You know, you have to allow, allow them. So far as they are under your roof, so far as your deeds are in them, you can call them to order, no matter how old they are. Church. I like the way the place is quiet. It's allowing me to flow. Uh, we just be quiet like that and we soak. Love bears good fruit. That is. Men, love bears good fruit. If you want to bear good children, people who will come and be responsible and carry the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is in man. If the kingdom of God will continue to expand, fathers must take their position. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. Let's look at what it means 
to love. Verse 4. Love is patient. Brothers, you have to be patient. Men, love is kind. It does not envy. You have to teach your children not to be envy and envious. And we ourselves must not be envious. I've seen mothers who are envious of their daughters. And fathers who are envious of their sons, like in Saul, against King David. It does not envy, it does not boast. Small time, I didn't live, I didn't live, I didn't take care of you. Will you become what you are? You are discussing something, your son is bringing his view that you don't respect. Now you go voice. Now you get voice. Then we are talking, you are talking. But you took him to school to think. Are you with me? The Bible said, children, honor your parents in the Lord. And it also continues to say that, fathers, don't provoke your children. So there's a balance. So don't, fathers, don't boast. Don't, because so far as the sons are growing, they begin to take decisions. They also begin to think that it depends on their background. The kind of training will determine the type of thinking our children will have. Can you judge? It is not rude. You don't beat your child like you are playing football. You beat your child as if you are beating, you are, you are fighting with your colleague. You pick the child to the child for no beauty. <laughs> Not at all. It's not so good. It's not just so it can't be. There are some people here, that's how they beat you. They beat you till you were hiding behind the door. You were, you were hiding. You are raising a very timid child. And one day you go against you. Don't be rude. Don't insult your children in the presence of their friends. Don't, don't, don't be rude. Cherish your children. Build them up. Nourish them. Let them grow up knowing that they have a loving father. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoings. So if you punish your child over one issue, or you discipline your child over one issue, you forget about it. Because when you sin against God and you ask for forgiveness, and God disciplines you, He doesn't repeat your error against you the next time you are asking for forgiveness. So if you punish your child or discipline your child, only use discipline for one cause or the other. You don't repeat it. Hello, that means you are an unforgiving father. You are keeping records along with your wrong spectacles, goggles. The 26th of June 1985. You did this and I warn you. 15th of April 1990. You did this and I warn you. And in 2000, in June, I've washed my hands over you. You are irresponsible. You feel as a father. 
better students by hearing this message to become a better father. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hope. Love does not delight in evil. Maybe you are warning your child. Stop, stop, stop. Don't do this. Don't do that. And he goes and something happens to you. Ah, next time you will learn lesson. That is not how God lives with us. Eh, next time you will learn lesson. Next time. You may even book your man. Next time. You will start. You are failing. So you raise a child that is something. When he grows up, he will never forgive you. Hello? There are some women who are not forgiving their mothers because maybe when they were growing up, they, they, they fell and their feet were off. They will grow up and say, Ah, my mother didn't take good care of me. And any time they see the thing, they catch them. Fathers don't celebrate over evil. Sometimes we preach, we say a lot of things, advising, say all that. But when a church member goes some way and something happens, I feel it. I'm like, oh, God have mercy. Fathers don't celebrate over evil. Yeah, because you are not angry and flat comes, then you are happy. And we are celebrating Father's Day. Who is possible? People are dying. Human beings are dying. And I'm thinking about politics. People are dying. And I'm thinking about politics. Because you are not happy. You are not going to start some public and thoughts. They are happy. They are bad luck. Somebody's father. Somebody's father. Yeah, we are not serious in Ghana, honestly. Everything is politics. Politics. Something happens and they are attributing it to something so they are happy. That people have died. Or because they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Human beings are dying. We are talking about politics. So let me just end with a long way. Lift up your right hand, all men. Say in the name of Jesus, I receive the grace to love like God in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hand. The second mark of the Father is that they stay at home and are accessible.
spirits in us content so that we can easily access it. Our Father who art in heaven, God the Father has a throne and the throne is in heaven. The true mark of the Father is that he is at home and accessible I want to ask you, are you accessible? Who is bothering your children? Is it Asamwaja or Castro? Only way or Ejaku? In the absence of the father, other strange fathers can take over. Because there is no son who doesn't have a father. Every son has a father. Whether true ones or fake ones. So who is fathering your children? I wish I had a lot of fathers in my church. But they are there. They are potential ones. Very strong ones. So listen and put it in your computer. Are you accessible as a father? Our father in heaven. Some of us grew up never seeing our fathers. I will wake up. Sometimes I will not see my father. Because he comes home late. And when he's going to sleep, you put the money on the dining table. You come home late and you wake up late. So you will never see him maybe for five days, seven days. Only weekend. Now we are doing dinner cleaning. Some of you don't know dinner cleaning. Whether the chef is dirty or not, you wash it. Every Saturday we call it dinner cleaning. You wash it. You wash all the plates. You wash whether it is dirty or not. So by the time you finish washing, it is eleven. They give you money to go and buy things, and they give you they label the plates. This is for daddy. This is for mommy. This is for so so and so. A powerful training. They taught me. They taught me how to be specific. That is why my life is like that. They teach you how to be. They will cook, and when my mother goes to work, you come back from school, and the food is there. Nanaya, kesu asami. And they write a letter. Wash all the things. I put some things here and here. Wash it, then they will sign and keep my name. You do all night. Our Father who has in heaven. You are here, and you see your spiritual father is in US. Therefore, Donna, if you are sick, call him. Call him. Let me pray for you. Take, take torture and go to US. Still makes himself accessible. His presence is here by his spirit. If you don't stay at home and around your children, you may fail as a father. You are too busy. Be what? Looking for.
for money. For who? For irresponsible children. For weed smokers and drug addicts. For prostitutes decorated in virgin forms in the house. They're making money for them. Building houses for who? We're talking about life before problems. Father must be at home. Some of us will not be the way we are today. Are you hearing? Open them. The beer in trousers. 
children of irresponsibleness. Two fathers are accessible. Become accessible. When you come from work, you have come from work. If you are too busy during the week, the weekend, find something for your family. Make sure you know what you are doing. Make an effort to help them in their homework. Get to know their teachers. Get to know some. Get closer to your children. God is closer to us than anything. He speaks closer than a brother. You must be the best boyfriend of your daughter. You should be able to dress and come and stop. Oh, daddy, how do I look like? If she looks like a prostitute, tell her. If she looks decent, tell her. This is quiet. Like it because I'm in the way the same thing. We can always assess God, but our children cannot assess us. Every time we are busy, we are busy, and we leave the children for only mothers to raise. There is a voice of the mother, and there is a voice of the father. The voice of the father brings order. And if we are not careful, some of us will easily get angry when you are corrected because it's your mother and not that raised you up. We can't beg you. There was no voice of the father. Talk to every single mother. They wish the father of the children were there. There is a place for the mother and there is a place for the father. Give the Lord a mighty clap of them. Lift up your right hand. Say, in the name of Jesus, if you are a man, lift your hand up. Maybe you are a single mother, you say, Pastor, I also need the oil, you lift it up. Say, in the name of Jesus, Father, I receive the grace to become accessible to my family. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Number three, I want to finish the fourth, so today I'm really disciplining myself. Number three, the third mark of the Father is that He instructs and disciplines. He instructs and that's what. Now, when you look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 to 12, there about all verse 1 to 20, you see the Ten Commandments. See the Ten Commandments. Oh, say the Ten Commandments. God, after delivering the people of Israel, His own children, He didn't want to leave them without laws. He didn't want to leave them without instructions and commandments. He didn't want to leave them as orphans. So He gave laws to guide and caution and determine the kind of life they should live. A father disciplines and a father instructs. He gave them specific instructions. And when you look at God's laws in Leviticus, it is frightening. You think your father is, 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 is too strict. You call me a sugar pastor. Now look at Leviticus. The kind of laws, specifics. I want three kettlebells and this and this and this. I want three lambs. He, he goes. And this and this and this. I want this. I want 
and you see your child rapping and holding his this thing, his rapping, and say, hey, that is my son. Hey! You're killing yourself. Holding and doing his thing, hey, that is my son. Hey, he's good though. Hey! You build a disco in your house one day. Fathers must speak into lives. May I not see any of your children doing that thing? They will do something. Look at you. You are watching and you are happy. I've seen Junior. Junior is doing well. Oh, yeah, by the grace of God. What grace of God? By the irresponsibility of the Father. You're happy by the grace of God. What grace? He's he singing like an Indiano. I didn't know my uh, daughter was gifted like he said was for what? Father's instructions. No law, no other. And we must build intentionally. Paul told the people, we have laid the foundation. But let anyone take it. That builds a house. So God is not just, God just doesn't want people. God needs an army. Army is made up of trained soldiers. And somebody went last week and died because I have got to be trained. You've got to be trained. The guy just came down from outside them. He thought you can just enter into the military. Master, check yourself. When you are feeling the form, don't be like. So if they disqualify you, it is good. Then to go there like that strong, they put you on top, they grab you for you are there. God needs an army, not just a people. A prepared army. That is why we preach the way we preach. Because God is shaping you, shaping you, shaping you. Maybe the door is open is so tiny like this, but you are two people are carrying too many luggages. So by the time you walk from here to here, the word of God should have, you should have allowed the word of God to shape you so that you can pass through that door. Else you will get there and force, do fasting and prayer. But you are bigger than the door, you will not enter. The luggage is too much. Fathers instruct your children. And I will not fail to tell you truth. No matter how you get angry, I will tell you. Because I am accountable to God, not you. I will tell you if you get angry that I am going to tell you the truth. But you've got to instruct your children. Discipline your children and enforce order. Fathers, discipline your children. Matthew, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. A very popular. Quickly, quickly. I want to finish the message. Train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. The original word for the train there is start. Say start. Say start. Start the child the way he should go. So that when he is old, he will not depart from it. Training involves three things. Instructions, corrections, and discipline. Instructions, corrections, and discipline. 
father disciplines because he loves. A father disciplines because he loves. Psalm 94, verse 12. You have to love the scripture so be happy when the book scripture open. Sometimes you come to church and when you feel lazy to open the scripture, you, you wish Pastor just keep talking. Open, open. Psalm 94, verse 12. Blessed is the man who discipline. Who? Blessed is the man you discipline, O Lord. The man you teach from your Lord. The man who is disciplined by Father is blessed. Sometimes you do something, we call you and we are repeating you and then you pull your mouth long. And change your face. Whether you are smiling, you don't want to smile, you make your face somewhere, you pull your mouth. But the Bible says, Blessed is the man who is disciplined by God and is taught from the word of God. May you make yourself a teachable. May you make yourself a person who can be disciplined because the more you are disciplined, the more you mature. Hello? Hello? Church is very quiet today. If we spoil our children, we spoil them for ourselves. Because of what of our old and our man. Be careful. Have a critical eye in your children. Monitor your daughters. Monitor your sons. Monitor them and discipline them. If it is take flogging, flog them. Discipline them. Have ways of disciplining. Sometimes when my son is in the room, they have to lock him in the room. And he will be quiet. And I just put him there. Come and hug him. And he'll sleep and I'll put him on the bed. So when he's with you, I say, I'll go and lock you. He's doing something. Watch them. The critical. Some daughters are raped and their parents don't know. They are not close to them. They are even side of you. I'm not sorry. They are raped and they keep it. They can keep it. Hey! And you never know if you go if you are not close to them. Mothers get close to them. Fathers get close to them. Get to know their friends. Get to know where they go. Get to know what happens at the workplace. That is why you have to be accessible. Immediately you spot the friend that you are not comfortable. You are the father. Explain to the child. Let him know the type of friends he should work with. Let him know why you are doing what you are doing. Don't be a soldier man standing at the gate. No, 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 no. God is not like that. God put his law in our hands and he leads us to live our life. Because the law will guide you. You don't stand there as what you want. Oh, Ken. I'm a person who has No, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry, who has that? When did you come and pass? Oh, that I came a long time. When I came, you were even reading and I passed. If 
excited. But I'm telling you, the morality of your children speaks a lot about the kind of home you have. I'm telling you, one of the dangerous points of a child is when he goes to secondary school. That is the transformative stage of a child. Because he's going to be away from you for years. And by the time he comes back, whatever you have shown, whatever prayer you have prayed on his life, whatever training, you can train a child for him to reject certain friends. And that was how I was trained. There are some people who can never be my friend. If even God speaks, I'll let him speak again. And you will be guided because evil corruption corrupts good manners. And every, so you, everybody can be your friend. Everybody is your friend. So you can easily be misdirected. We must teach our children the kind of people they should even be friends. Now just tell you your yourself, go and marry, go and marry, go and marry. Then he brings a certain girl to the house. You have not taught him. Taught him. Taught him the way he should go. We have to discipline, correct, train our children. Be conscious. Training is not done unconscious. Oh, I'm believing God that they will be good people. So, as a, as a mother, I will not learn how to play football. He will be sleeping. Matthew will come and play. Or Ronaldo will never kick. And when it's, it's, it's wicked, he trains over a thousand kicks a day so that he can complete training his discipline. Footballers, have you seen a fat footballer before? So, Gilbert, you are not in life of folk. Plenty back, plenty stomach. You can't run, so you can't score goals. Immediately, Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo, started becoming fat. He couldn't score. For instance, you have to train. You don't eat anything. So you, eat, you eat everything. Of course, you hot. They drink cold water, drink coke. And you, ah, and they come and stand there want to eat some. What do you do? What? <laughs> what do you do? What? You eat hot, thinking, and this thing. Then you drink cold water. And then you drink that. Now, but now, I'm going to do some. When people don't know whether they should clap or they should look at you, and because they don't want you to be embarrassed, they bend their head like they are looking for scratches. I learned how to preach. That time when I wake up, I preach to myself. Most of the messages I have to I'm preaching to myself. I know when I will say this, I know when I will say this, and when I forget, I write it down here so that I will not forget. We train to preach, we train to do things. So train your children. Give them finance before they grow. Because it's not about the certificate, it is about the finance and the wisdom with which the person grows. With the Lord Almighty to our God. Let me deal with the last one. The last one. The fourth mark. Now you can write these pictures down for discipline. 
father's right to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 5. You can put it on the screen for them quickly. Deuteronomy 8, 5, Proverbs 13, 24, Hebrews 12, 6, Hebrews 12, 7. When Rebecca wanted Isaac, when Rebecca wanted Jacob to marry from a particular house, Laban's house, she told Isaac to tell Jacob. You know why? And Isaac called Jacob and told him specifically, go to my house, go here, go here, and go and marry from there. And Jacob, because he had been trained, went there and went to marry Rachel and Leah. So let's give the fathers the position to function. Hallelujah. The last point, then I close. The fourth mark of the true father is belief inheritance. Belief inheritance. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. Proverbs 19, 14. I pray that you will not forget this father's big message. It will live with you forever. I thought I would hear a bigger amen. Proverbs 19, 14. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Houses and wealth are inherited from fathers. Another person goes like that. Fathers leave houses and wealth. That is a true father, someone who lives for a generation. Some fathers. By the time they are present, they sponsor everything they have. And when they die, the children that must contribute. I pray that before you die, money should be there for your funeral. You should have spoken to the funeral home, paid everything. I thought you'd be saying amen. You are not dying now. Receive the blessing now. But you have to die before you go to heaven. And I'm saying that before you die, you will not leave trouble behind you. You have paid for it. Even the girl, I know, some former, former police commissioner. She's still alive, very old, but she has paid for her job. At Ochi Cemetery, they clear, they cemented, they've done everything. Every day she goes there to be studied. She has paid everything down. So that the children will not sell properties to bury them. That is a fact. You don't die and they are selling your last bedroom. Register seat and they are looking for a taxi driver to buy. No, 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 no. May you leave houses and wealth for your children. I'm not getting the emails. I know. Fathers need houses, lots, cars, riches. They need it now. Quality education. May you school your children until they tell you, Father, it is okay. But worry, God, then you are paying PhD and professorship for him. You are paying, you are paying. You school them till they are tired. Don't take them. Some people actually, some people are so fed If you finish uh, basic school, then they will call family meeting. 
added bonus clothing allowance, <laughs> rent allowance, and all that. <laughs> you ban charity gross. Oh dear. May the Lord change your financial status. Today I bless you as a father. May the Lord change your financial status. One day we got your check, five hundred thousand dollars, and you not feel it. Some people don't believe you do. So two million dollars. You two are writing two billion dollars to buy the house. You write it. If footballers who are using it for foolish things, if I should say, use it for women, do all kinds of things, and, and are getting two million dollars to buy houses, may a dedicated child of God. Somebody whose ability call is connected to the field receives some millions of dollars in the name of Jesus. You know what two million dollars will do to me? We do to the church. We will do church at Castle, the Doctor Castle. At your ICDC Carries Temple. That is where we do church. I pray that God will prosper the work we do. That you will leave an inheritance for your children's children. That is a good man. Proverbs 13 22. Leave not only for the children, but children's children. I pray. And the greatest legacy you can leave is to teach your children in the way of the Lord. Teach them in the way of the Lord. Teach your children the Bible. Let them grow up as God-hearing people. That will be the greatest legacy. Then when you leave the houses, you can rest in peace. Those things, you see that a man will pioneer a business for a while. When the child grows at a degree, he hands over the business to them. Now, they will not do it. Because the degree people are not really degree people. Very not a child the way you should go. That is the legacy the father should leave. Some of us, our fathers will be in the place now, and they have, they have regretted not building us up. I pray that you will not be that kind of father. I pray that you will not regret in your old age. I pray that now that you are strong, you will discipline your children and you will submit yourself to fatherhood. Inheritance. Luke chapter 20, verse 9 to 11. You see a man who gave a field to the servants to work on. After a while, he wanted the, the, the yieldings. And the people didn't want to give it back to him. He sent servants there and will catch them and kill them. And he sends his son. And when they saw the son, they said, yes, this is the son. Let's kill him so that we can take his inheritance. If you are a father, I want to pray for you that you will leave an inheritance so that's true. Not only material inheritance, but living the legacy of Christ. May no Buddhists come out of your family. I'm praying for people right now. Lift up your right hand. Lava Hasadadaba. Close your eyes. I'm praying for you right now. Give Lava Hasadadaba. Rabagadaba Hataka. May no Buddhists come out of your loins. May, may no homosexual come out of your loins. May the anointing of God come upon your life to raise Isaac and Jacob, to raise godly things for this generation. In the name of Jesus, 
May your dreams be open to the terrible dreams of God. For Paul said, none of this shall perish. I rebuke the spirit of homosexuality. I rebuke lesbianism. I rebuke prostitution. I rebuke drug addiction. I rebuke robbery. In the name of Jesus. I pray that you will never be poor. May God cause you to leave houses and land for your children. May the legacy of the word of God be transmitted from you to your children. I pray for every father here that God will give you more than enough to raise your family in a God-given way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise.